This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I got two phones, one for the club and one, what is one for the hose? Wait, no, club and hose is the yeah. same category. Do you know the words? Stop. Okay. So it's, it's apropos. <laughs> this is how you talk to me when you think people aren't listening, but they really are. Yeah, stop. We're here to do something. We're not here to ramble on about what some song about hoes and clothes. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, I want to know what the lyrics are. I got two phones, one for the club and one for the yeah, dubs. Stop. Like I said. Okay, but will you look it up for me later? Yeah, totally. Can't wait. Okay. I got two phones, one for the plug and one for the load. I got two phones, one for the beaches and one for the dog. So you guys. We just got back from a trip to Catalina, which was my birthday trip. Yes, it was beautiful. I love Catalina. And it was also to go where? To do what? It was your birthday celebration week. And so we invited your friends from Queens, who I adore. Well, originally it was supposed to be your cousin and her kids, but they had to go back to school early, so we needed a last-minute refill. And yes, they they stepped up. My but friends stepped up. But since we saw my cousins last June, I think I would rather have more of like a couple that's an adult rather than well, that's a why children's you, thing. That's why you suggested it. Once once your cousin couldn't come, you because we had just got back from New York, and we had hung out Why with this I couple. And I, I think that, like, you and I, one thing that we lack is that you and I don't have another couple in L.A. that we would want to fuck with and hang out with. So our friends from this weekend are a perfect example. So this is a prelude to how much shit you're going to be talking about them. Oh, no, listen. I love this couple to death. I would take a bullet for either one of them, you know. Uh, Same. So I, I also uh, love them both. They're just train wrecks. No, so let's talk about my birthday, babe. Yeah, your birthday was uh, it was a lot of fun. So we had a lot of fun. you guys, let me say it. So it was me, Baby Shams, Tommy, and this couple from Queens that if I didn't think I could possibly love them more, I sure did. I fell in love. We had the best fucking funniest fun, most belly laughs time ever. No one better by a country mile. No offense to anybody else, but the five of us. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> it was like puzzle pieces. That was definitely the right. If we, you know, as a couple with a kid, this was, they don't have a kid. But they know how to have fun. And just watching them, <laughs> like, it, it was like watching a train wreck or a car crash. But okay, 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 you couldn't take okay, it, you, okay, you, well, you couldn't turn your head away? Enough. No, they were fun because she would nagged him the whole time. And you made fun of them. You did an impression of her the entire trip while she nagged her husband and you then would do an impression of him, and then everyone in the room was fucking crying. On the floor, can't breathe, banging like your arm was like a hammer fist into the ground. I've never laughed so much in my life the whole entire time. Well, it's he's like Weekend at Bernie's. 
he's like he just goes from place to place and falls asleep. And if you watch our wedding episode of Shaz, you'll actually know who I'm talking about because if you pay attention, anytime you look off in the background, he's one of my groomsmen and he's fucking always sleeping. I love him <laughs> to death. He's relaxed. He's relaxed. <laughs> yeah, so that's, we that's... all wish we could be as relaxed as he is so that he could just be, hey, we're on a 45-minute bus ride. I'll just take a nap. She gets extremely frustrated with that fact. And she doesn't stop ripping him. It's, it's, it's hilarious. It's kind of hilarious. I can't wait to take my next vacation with them. Yeah, yeah. Fucking pays the chat. Wake up. <laughs> can you legally force someone to travel with you anytime so that you can laugh as hard? Yeah, she and she's she's a train wreck onto herself. You know, anytime she laughs, she pees a little. So, like, she was laughing all day. And she, she should have been wearing diapers. You know, it was... It I was, mean, it was, she's a very young, beautiful woman, by the way. So, before you start to, like, paint a picture of her, she... I Listen, I only travel around with beautiful people. Yes. Anyway, so we're not going to describe that she's blonde hair, blue eyes, and beautiful. You're just going to say she nagged him? She took my... It was verbal abuse is yeah, what it was. She took she my verbally abnoxious, abused him. Yeah, she verbally abused him. So in return, I just made jokes about her for the duration of the trip to the fact that she would keep telling anybody that she came across, I'm... I still got a trophy. I've been getting abused this whole trip. I still won the award. I just won a trophy. So when we came home, I had a trophy made. You actually did. And I sent it to her house. She should get it, I don't know, today or tomorrow, for being the most abused on the trip. But the trophy that she earned, she literally worked for it every single waking moment of her day. Like, unless she was asleep, she was entertaining us. For real, man. From, like, the second she woke up, she would be like... Wake up. I want to I want to go to the Wake up, Ben. I want to go to the jacuzzi. Wake up. He's such a lazy piece of shit. You can't say that. You have to take that out for sure. You can't say that. But that's true. He's exactly such a what lazy, would happen. He's such a lazy fuck. <laughs> I mean, I she'd walk in room, dude. Come on, just do something. Anything, do something. And so oh, I was like, I was horrified, through, but I then couldn't. you were laughing so hard that I could just laugh at both of you. And then Vinny was laughing and we all just realized how ridiculously <laughs> nagging she was. Like she, she took nagging to a new level. Yeah, she was. And she was there for vacay. She was there to party. You know, she, she, oh my she, God. she was double fisting. You know, she was having a blast, man. You know, she was no wet blanket. <laughs> Definitely, no wet blanket. Definitely not. She you know, was, like you could go on vacation with those people, or they're like, um, "No, thanks. I think I'm I'm on a cleanse." Well, like when we went to Cabo with the, oh, our <laughs> other friend, who shall also not be yeah named. remain nameless. But that was actually our first romantic trip. Remember and there when was we went a girl that was basically like, "I don't drink alcohol." Not just that, she was, you know, going through depression. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of shit. So, but that's not school, and like she had the weight of the world on her shoulders. Is no, this is like very, very insensitive to like people who are going through mental illness. It's a very serious thing. 
So I'm not, we're gonna. I'm, I understand sure, that, but it's not someone um, you want to go on vacation with. No, you know I know. What I mean? But like, it's not like, oh, pack your bed. Yeah, she's going through something right now. She's in a pretty, you know, she's sad. And we definitely were out. not Let's the right party. people to be with at the time. No, you definitely get it? not. If someone were going through depression that Tommy doesn't know very well, probably not a good idea to go through it with him as a companion. No, like I, I, as a vacation depression companion. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know, like. I don't think you're gonna be the uh, shoulder to cry on. The shoulder. Thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely not gonna be the shoulder to cry on in paradise. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Let's go. Let's sit in the room and let's do some more crying. Let's do that. Let's pass the feelings pillow back and forth to each other. Tell me what's on your mind now. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, this is lots well. of fun. Ooh, son. Who wants to see that? You know what I mean? And so yeah. yeah. And all we were looking to do is you know. Drink, Probably fuck, fuck. And frolic. Yeah. yeah. So I'd way rather have a girl that wakes up and wants to pound a bottle of wine with me on my vacation. <laughs> Papa Xanax, yo, it's Xanax thirty. Boop. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Tommy, they, Tommy, they Tommy, were, Tommy, uh, Tommy, you know, Tommy. trust me, they were there to have fun, you know. Well, he was there to catch up with me f at intervals and take naps. Um, you know, he definitely has borderline narcolepsy. Like I said, it's it's almost weekend and Bernie ish. Do you feel like you're so much happier because you actually get to hang out in your City where you reside with a friend from Not Queens. according to her. It's great to be back in California. Remember when we, when we came back on the ferry? She thought we were in Mexico. What? <laughs> when we came back on the ferry, she said, wow, it's great to be back in California. We were in Catalina. You know what I mean? <laughs> we never left California. She was like, oh, I thought we were in Mexico. <laughs> I didn't hear her say that. Oh, I didn't man. Hear her say well, that. you missed out. You I missed didn't hear out. Her say that. You missed out because she, uh, like I said, the things that were coming out of her mouth. You want to, someone have a, should have a reality show? Put her on camera somewhere. You I know? might be like at Betty Ford in less than 30 days <laughs> if that were to be the reality show. So I don't, I think I'd have to opt out of that. I'm a mom. No. Uh, she's just great to observe. So where are we? We're like, at this point in L.A., so they are here. We're going to hop on the ferry the next morning. The beginning of the debauchery was the night before we left. We all drank. Yeah, I didn't really drink, but you and her got, got shit-faced. You girls were sloppy. <laughs> yeah, you you're, girls. you're lumping me in? No, you, uh, yeah, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I'm not putting you into that category. I am not. I'm I not. mean, I'm messy. I'm one messy ass bitch, and I hope I always stay just a little messy, but only like twice a year, maybe. Thanksgiving, if I host, I'm allowed to get a little tipsy. Woohoo! Listen, Woo man, do, do what you was think? that exactly that you just did? Woohoo! <laughs> okay, so we then are a family of five, packed, ready to get on the car to the San Pedro dock where the ferry from Catalina Express takes us to Avalon. When we got off the boat, um, should I call her? So my my nickname for her is going to be Scarlet. So <laughs> when the boat gets to Avalon, the two of you men 
make the amateur move of being the very, very last people to disembark the boat. Why wait Which on the gives Miss Scarlet license to be even extra bitchy and naggy about the fact that we're standing on the dock. All the boat people are telling us to get off the dock and clear the way. No one's telling and no you to get there. off the dock. Yes, they are. Yeah, you they're going to throw you still, off the boat. And then you guys were still on the boat. You were completely clueless. And then we went to the taxi line and the taxi line then took longer because we had to wait for you guys oh my god that was the one amateur move that you made anyway it was fine everything turned out just fine <laughs> no one cared did not make a lasting impression on our trip whatsoever we're only talking we went, about it now <laughs> except then we went to the hotel i mean our house our casita and it was in a very nice area i'm not naming the area in my opinion whatever well, I don't think that's not a big deal. I do Hamilton Cove. It was it's, beautiful. Okay, fine. It was uh, an area that was guard-gated and looked over all of Catalina Island. It was like a bluff that built a bunch of casitas. Oh, God, it was beautiful. I wish we were still there. Honestly, I really wish that we could go there more often. Can we not go there just like once every other weekend? Uh, listen, I'm I'm sold too. You know, I forgot how much I liked it there. It's definitely beautiful. I think once every two years is not enough. Because, like, it took 40 minutes. Well, actually, the boat line, the, it took longer this time, and it was an hour and 10 minutes, and you couldn't. It didn't take longer this time. That's how was, long it takes. No, no, no. We were on a slower boat, and the galley was closed. No, both times it took 70 minutes to mm -hmm. go back and forth. Yeah, but with alcohol, 70 minutes goes by a Well, that's faster. the difference. Pre-COVID, you could get shit-faced on the boat. Now you can't drink on the boat. So for you and her, it seemed like an eternity. It seemed like you were like, oh, like, oh, oh my God, let us off the boat. They were like two caged animals once we got to offshore. They were ready to go like get into a wet t-shirt contest. It's a, it's a family island, bro. So we, Laverne and so Shirley. But, it was so Laverne and what, Shirley all trip. Actual, actual restraint and... What do you call it when you don't need a lot of sustenance? We waited to do four other things before we actually sat down and had our first drink. We did four things. We hailed a 30-minute cab line, checked into our casitas in the guard-gated area called Hamilton Cove, got the taxi to turn around, drop us off at Vaughn's, the grocery store of the island, filled it up with two carts loaded, and then we went back back to the place, unloaded everything, hopped in the golf cart, and then went to a restaurant. Again, my friend and I are the two men, so we're carrying everything. And there's like, there's I don't know, car. 15 flight, flights You're, of stairs. What are you talking about? There's a, a car took us. You weren't hoofing it. Yeah, but when we got back. Avalon to. When we got back to the. Uh, I was holding we a 32.5 pound baby. You did carry the baby. Thank you. That's true. You There's did carry that. the baby. And he's And safe. she was able just to carry herself upstairs, which is a pretty <laughs> big accomplishment. Yeah, so that was a lot. So then, actually, we took the taxi back down to the thing and went to Blue Water Grill, and we had a mediocre meal because everything food-wise there is mediocre, in my opinion. Yeah, you got to understand, my wife, she's grown up a lot. In the past, she would be like the other... Well, I don't know if she'd ever be like the other girl on this trip, but it's she was like the mature one, but they definitely were partners in crime, man. Like, you know, Thelma and Louise, Laverne and Shirley... 
Cagney and Lacey, any girl power couple that you could think of were my wife. We were her. We and were my them. buddy's wife. So every morning while you guys were still asleep, we would wake up, put on very cute PJ outfits, island appropriate, and we would then tool around town in our golf carts looking for the next best cup of coffee. We were sober. We were well slept. If there's one thing you can rely on in Catalina, you're not going to be staying up late. You're not going to be going to a disco. There's not any restaurant that'll be open to serve you anything past like nine-ish. So you are guaranteed a good night's sleep. We woke up around seven or eight. And since you guys were dead to the world. They, they do have nightlife. They have Club Chi. So we would go and get our coffee and look really cute in our island gear that was, like, designed by a stylist. Yeah, you guys had three war- three or four wardrobe changes a day. It's crazy. We, we had enough packed for that, but no, we didn't. No one ever she wears did. everything they pack. She did. Can we talk about this? Can we talk about the fact that 99.9% of people use about 35% of their suitcase? Yeah, I'm an overpacker for sure. I, I'd rather, I, I should say, need it and have it than not need it or whatever and that have is. have to improvise. Yeah, and with where we were staying, there was so many stairs to get up to the place. It was beautiful. Like, the higher you went up, the nicer the view was, but we still had to take everything up the stairs. There was no shortcuts, and there was no bellhops because it's, it's like a condo complex that we Airbnb'd. Here's the thing. These guys are so out of shape that for them to <laughs> park their are crazy. golf cart, they didn't have to do anything. Oh, to man. park their golf cart in order to walk maybe ten steps from their casita to their golf cart. Come on, ten steps. It wasn't. It was ten steps on five flights, so that you could be on the bluffs on top of the world, looking down at the beautiful ocean. Listen, I thought it was beautiful too. All I'm saying is, if you overpacked in that situation, you're gonna regret it because you're gonna have to carry a lot of crap up all those stairs. I get it, but like. That's not every single time we went out. You didn't travel to every restaurant with your full suitcase. No, but anytime we came back, we came back with something. And he and I had to carry it. So it's apropos that uh, we're talking about this couple because today we're actually going to talk a little bit about the first time we went back to New York, which was, ironically enough, for this couple's wedding. You're from Queens. Yeah. We went back to Queens, New York. Yeah. Yes. First time that you and I went back together yes wasn't the best trip ever oh it was a you were a nightmare you were a nightmare you were a nightmare you were a disappointment mommy was on the sauce back then mommy was definitely a little bit you know she was drinking back then like she was like she was pledging a fraternity you know what i mean like you're like whoa let's let's retire the term self-medicated with alcohol but that's what i was doing oh yeah man but okay also in your defense, and I can't believe I'm actually saying that because Me you should—you didn't deserve any defense. Me neither. You were a nasty <laughs> witch. You were a nasty witch the whole trip. You were a dick. But a disappointing I was, dick. I was in the bridal party for my buddy, so I had responsibility. Yeah, I was one of his groomsmen, so I had responsibilities. So I had to like you know leave her a lot and left to her own devices I was in up Queens to no good. where she didn't know anybody. We were in a in a in a motel. I, can we not forget to, this 
hotel situation in Howard Beach is non-existent. We would have had to stay at the airport if we were going to stay in a decent hotel. So we had to stay in this place, which is currently a crack den, right? Yeah, it was half. It's like public housing right yeah, now? Yeah, half of it was. For, you yeah. have to be smoking aluminum foil in order to get in? Yeah, half to of get it a reservation. Was the reason we couldn't really stay at uh, a hotel by the airport which is she's right it's, it was, it's a little bit of it was a little too far i have responsibilities there's pictures you got to go do the uh well you nobody know the, knows you have to also explain that the hotel the, so you're from howard beach queens yes. and in howard beach where we needed to stay because the wedding was at the was also in howard beach right which is what's the russo's by the russo's, russo's on, the, on the bay it's a very popular catering hall a in, beautiful in a beautiful catering hall and the closest best hotel was like a one star, which was yes. totally the yes. worst, terrible. Yes. But we didn't have and a Ubers choice. weren't like that then, then either. You weren't getting an Uber in Howard Beach. Like you could get one in the city, but they weren't everywhere in Queens like that. See, so we couldn't take taxis everywhere. We should have rented a car, but it didn't seem like worthy of renting a car weekend. because everything was. We wouldn't was, have been able to drive. We weren't sober enough to rent a car. Well, I was. You were. You definitely weren't. We stayed in the best hotel that Howard Beach Queens had to offer. Well, it wasn't Howard Beach. It's, Ozone it was Park. Ozone Park. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Howard Beach doesn't have any hotels. It's just motels. But she's not lying. Since I've left New York, they now apparently have some law that you know a hotel or a motel, if it's not populated, they're allowed to rent out or give half the half of it to the homeless, and the, like the city will pay for it or whatever. So she's not lying. Half the hotel was homeless. You know. So it definitely had to be a weird experience for her. So like I said, I kept having to leave and I was leaving her and she wasn't going to go rambling and walking around. So she kind of just stayed in, you know, there was a liquor store next door to the hotel. So mama didn't have to go far and she would just, you know, sit in the room and take selfies and drink, drink. Yeah. And then the day of the wedding, she was like crazy late because she uh takes a long time to get ready. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to chime in. When you had this wedding to go to in Howard Beach. And we had to go. You remember, we had to go. Like, even the times that we were fighting in the beginning, we had to go to that wedding because the bride was freaking out about you coming to the wedding. Once she knew that MJ from Shaz could potentially be at her wedding, I think that was more important to her than actually getting married. Well, now we're friends. Yeah. Good friends. Yes. Drinking buddies. <laughs> Ball-busting buddies. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what I think we should do. We should take a step back because what this was, we were serious enough that when you're going to Howard Beach to be a groomsman, I was definitely going to be with you on that trip. It was serious enough that you going to New York to be in your friend's wedding meant we were going to New York. I was 100% going to be there with you. And we're going on our first leisure trip together in our whole entire relationship. In order to tell a story properly that's, like, followable... But that's not a true story. You're not telling a true story. You would hang it over my head. You knew how... I'm just saying, do the lead up a she little bit. She would constantly say, well, I'm not going. Now I'm not going to New York. Now I'm not going. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I would hear that, like, at least once or twice a week for the three or four weeks leading up to the trip... You know, she would hang that over my head. Well, now I'm not going. There wasn't my uh, my favorite time. I mean, if you're going to bash me, just tell me you're going to bash me today. Uh, listen, I love you, babe, but it definitely was not one of my favorite times <sighs> with you. I have way more fun with you now than I did on that trip. Okay, so anyone who's been in a wedding party knows 
the duties of a wedding groomsman, bridesmaid is plentiful. So if you're going to bring your girlfriend who's not in the wedding to the whole weekend, then she's got to have something to do. Like, am I going to go shopping? Am I going to hang out with my own friends? Am I going to lunch? What am I going to do when I wake up? That's where we dropped the ball. Totally. Because again, you didn't know the area. I took that for granted. She is totally lost. A fish out of water. Yeah. And I had things I had to do. You know, I had I had to run around. I had some stuff. So she was like, like we said, she was left alone to, you know, And, and you should have, when it's your best friend's wedding, you should be allowed to go without having to look back and take care of your duties as a groomsman. You shouldn't have to be half worried about what I'm doing back at, hotel, at the hotel room. And when I ventured out so that I could try and be self-sufficient, I was like, ooh, this feels really lonely and awkward. I'm, I'm and crossing freezing. the street. It's December 26th. They got married the day after Christmas. It was freezing. And I'm so crossing the street. I'm going to a liquor store. It's like people are staring at you like, why are you alone? And then I kind of like realize I'm not really in like Rodeo Drive here. It's just kind of boring. It's not really a mall. It's just like a oh, random yeah, there's no shopping. There's no. There wasn't like coffee or bookstores or anything. It was just like, here's a florist, here's a liquor store, and then maybe there's like a pizza hut like a half a mile within sight, and that's it. So I didn't have anywhere to go. So when you're left to your own devices, you kind of have time to get in your feelings, and your feelings are like negative. And your feelings had a cork in it. <laughs> A what? A cork. But then when you, we did go to the wedding, and we had a good time at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Did you have a good time at the wedding? Like, weddings are a really big deal for you guys. Not that they're not a big deal for us. Weddings are... The- no, out here, they, they have a few of them in their life, so it's not that big a deal. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> no, like, I mean... Ah. My second wedding was beautiful. <laughs> I was anti-wedding and anti-marriage for a lot of my life. So going to New York with you to that wedding taught me how important weddings and that rite of passage and family and friends are to you because it was my first eye into like your world. Speaking of which, just so he knows that we didn't leave him out there in the desert all by himself. If you remember last week, Tales with Frank asked, how was it meeting Tommy's family for the first time? And how was that relationship now? I think that this is a good time for you to answer that. What was it like for you to meet? Especially my friends. You met most of them on this trip. So up till now, I know everything about you without meeting your crew, your friends, your family. So you're very much still a stranger, a guy I met on Tinder. I don't have anything else other than that. I haven't met anyone in your life. I haven't met your friends, your family, nothing. So, Well, you would have conversations with a few of them on the phone and FaceTime here and there. Like you, like I'd be on the phone and you'd come take my phone and start talking with them. But yeah, beyond that, this is it. This is the first time you're going to meet anybody face-to-face. If you really want to seal the deal with a significant other, you have to meet who their crew is, who they come from, some of their family, friends, like your, your origin. And because in L.A. you still don't have like you know, half of your friends did not move to LA. The only people that you had in LA were really Jamie and Lamar. So Jamie unfortunately passed away and Lamar was, you know, out and about doing his own thing. So I feel like traveling to New York for the wedding was my opportunity to really, really see who were you, where did you come from? And as a woman who wants to trust a man and know if she can take the relationship to the next level, we need to see that. I need to see that. 
And if I can be honest, my takeaway from that period of time, we had been fighting a lot. You know, we had been bickering a lot. And I think that that trip was kind of to see, not necessarily, you know, if it's run its course, but where are we going from here? Because if his family and his friends are all assholes, I think that when we get back to L.A., we're going to go in different directions. And I think it's a time in relationships in the beginning. First, you meet, everything's smooth. You're, all you're doing is having sex and laughing and deciding what you want to eat. Then when you start to really get invested and you get emotionally attached, then you start freaking out. And that's when you have a lot of fights because you're freaking out trying to like get in that purgatory between just casual dating and can I lock this down for life? Yeah, you get scared too, you know, like, it's, uh, you know, you try and push that away. And for me, I know it sounds crazy, but the, the wedding that we are going to, you know, one of the people that was, the, the dude getting married is like my brother since we're- High like, school. Yeah. Elementary 15, school. 15, you know, literally like my brother. I love the kid to death. His wife, I had not met yet. You know what I mean? When I moved away, he met her a few months later uh, you know, or whatever, you know, whatever it was, he met her after I left and they've been together since. So this is the first time that I was going to meet her. Um, and she, the whole time, once she found out that you were on the show, she was like a nut about it. Like she was like, she's got to be at my wedding. So there was a little bit, like I felt genuine pressure that, you know, when we would fight and whatever, like, all right, I still got to suck it up. I got to get her home to go to the wedding. You know what I mean? And then, whatever, man. If it's still like this when I get back, fuck it, I'm out, you know? Because, again, she was drinking a lot. Like, we would fight, you know? And uh, when I drink, I'm no better. So that's one of the reasons I don't drink as much now. Because it's just, we're uh, oil and water. It gets tumultuous. We just scream at each other sometimes. And, and it's uh, not actually, it's not because you're a bad drunk or I am. I think we just get really emotional and our Rico Suave goes out the window. Yes, yes. So the cool factor and with you and not to rag on you, with you in particular, because you have a very, very, very high tolerance. Like she could out drink most men. <laughs> I did, yes. 100%. She could out drink yeah. most men. But with her, it's literally <laughs> crossing a street. Like she just has one, dr one too many and she goes straight see you next Tuesday, bro. And she's mad. And everybody else in the world is fine. <sighs> and she just mad at me. Like, it's well, just me. Course, I can just see it. Like, oh, man, I got, I got to deal with this now. And again, just because the tolerance hasn't still gone away. It's not like, all right, now she's going to black out. Like, no, now she's just revving up. Now you got to deal with the rest of the night of us mm -hmm. still drinking. But just, you know, in a very, very mean, mean way. Well, should I say I was bitchy a lot i was freaking out about us i knew that can you look at me just so that we can connect on this i know it's hard for you to do this because it's an intimacy thing it's like an intimacy thing for you when you love someone to the point where you want to what is it like i'm testing you to see where we're gonna go like i was being a bitch i don't know how else to say it i felt like i had the upper hand in the relationship I felt like I could abuse you and make fake threats, veiled threats, like be the boy that cried wolf. I did a lot of reckless things because I didn't know what was going on. It was almost like a teenager going through hormones. Like I didn't know what's happening. I never came this far along with anyone else. For anyone that doesn't know this, I never lived with a man, period. I never had roommates. I either had my own place, and this guy, Tommy Fight, is now going to be 
potentially my husband? Are we going to move in together? Where are we? So was it a year and change? Because it wasn't yes. the first September. It, it was the so second one. At this point in our relationship, we've known each other for a year and yes. change. And for the year, we've been hearing about this wedding. It's already on the calendar. Like she was planning it. That was already happening. And then it, like you told me that you were on the show and she went to nuclear. Like it was like, oh, that's going to make my wedding, you know? So there was literally, I felt pressure. I love the kid. He's like my brother. And if it would have made his day better, I would rough it out. You know what I mean? Like this bitch wants to keep yelling at me and whatever. All right, cool. No problem. I'll get to the wedding. And then if this keeps up, when we get back, I'm out. And um, but I think I think the big picture is there's probably a point in every relationship where you're testing the shit out of each other because you're about to take it to the next level or break up, and you don't know which one it is. Agreed. I think everybody gets into that point in their relationship. And a wedding is a lot. Being a guest to a wedding where you know people are looking forward to meeting you is a lot of pressure. I do, I, Honestly, babe, sitting here now, because again, I've been on the show a little bit, so now I can speak to it. Then I don't think I put, you know, I put it into context. I couldn't imagine what that was like for you. Because again, you don't know any of these people. You have a certain persona that they, of the ones that do know you, they know you from a TV show. So they think of you a certain way that I already know that that's not how you are entirely. You know what I mean? So I couldn't imagine what that was like to go, you know, it wasn't like just going into, you know, hang out at someone's house. We were going to a wedding, dude. You were going to be on front street. You've spoken to the, to her that's getting married already a few times. You guys were buddy up and, uh, but you already know how excited she is that you're going to be at her wedding. And at the end of the day, you don't even know this girl really you know and you want to have companionship and you and i weren't on the same level on that emotionally we were on two different planes everything you're saying to me right now we weren't aware of it at the moment no right we it wasn't no. like i was like hey babe i know you need to go do your duties but no you wanted it, it to be a romantic be, trip you wanted to, i wanted to be the uh, center of attention absolutely this i'm here for you for your friend's wedding and you're treating me like after and again in my defense i was already very fed up with you it was like she's gonna be a pain in the ass here too you know i she knows that i have to come here i have responsibilities i got things that i have to take care of. so i didn't see it from your vantage point at all i just saw it through mine but the best part about this was the actual wedding. Like she said earlier, the final test is when you get to meet them, like the family and friends and all that. If that's the final test for me, we're good, kid. We're good. Because my friends, they're the best. And when you hang out with them, you have a great time. So, and we had a great time at the wedding. You should have been allowed to do what you were doing without any bullshit. You shouldn't have had to deal with my bullshit. We were just not in that place as a couple where we were showing any, any compassion for each other at all. We didn't even know how to get on board with like, hey, what are your needs right now? We weren't like at a place where we could be like, hey, honey, um this must be awkward for you. Oh, this must be a lot of pressure for you. No, we weren't emotionally in, uh, intelligent enough to communicate like that. We're mature enough, you know? Right. And we, weren't, we weren't kids, you know? We were grown-ups. We're adults. We're grown-ass people. And you're right. With like, no skills. Hindsight makes, makes you way more objective. 
and allows me to really take a look back and see that for what it is that yeah and both of us be right be, be wrong. taken care of you're not wrong for thinking that the first time that we're going to go to new york for a wedding which is a real romantic thing that and i'm not crazy to think that all right my, my childhood friend is getting married he's he, the he number wants one me in his wedding party yeah i gotta make sure i do what i gotta do for him first from the minute you wake up your duties are to him from the last drink you swig back at night and just like you know in the future we'll get to our wedding episode where our friends woke up with us that's the other part of this too we were real stuck for time you know we weren't there for a long time the, his wedding was the day after christmas i think we flew on christmas and we came back the day after christmas so we weren't there that long which it, sounds really sad because whoever wants to be away from their family during christmas that's sad. yeah and she that had work obligations i mean like it was and then new year's was coming up so like it was just and your birthday yeah and and you have crazy PTSD around the holidays because of your own feelings. Whatever. I mean, it was a lot going on for us to, you know, unpack. We were not a mature couple emotionally. And now that we look back, we have hindsight 2020, which is awesome. But what advice do you have for our younger selves? Like if you could have a sit down with you and me. That year, five years ago, MJ, and five years ago, Tommy, what advice would you have to them a week before the trip? Like, hey, guys, you're about to go on a trip. Make it fun. Don't be at each other's throats. We know you're freaking out. Try to be like, listen to each other. And I think there's some things like, it would be cool if I had a plan during the day. Looking back, the first thing I would say would be stay in a nicer place than that so that she has more flexibility. There was no best hotel we were at the nicest hotel in them no so it there wasn't was no there was solutions. a motel no sometimes there's just situations where you have to buck up you have to just you know take it on the ch chin but you're asking me what i would do now to make that better we honestly um, you couldn't have because no, no matter I think what you hit the nail on the head too if you had one of your friends one of your new york friends stay in the room next to us so that you had a part you had a partner in crime that knew the lay of the land maybe had a car that you could get around and you could feel comfortable f in a world away from home if you had that i think that that's the one thing that we would have been able to do i know that that is something that's not not crazy you have new york friends that come for you at the drop of the hat when you come to new york also looking back at it selfishly because all i keep getting peppered with is where's mj where's mj Where's MJ? I thought she was coming. Aren't you dating MJ? Isn't MJ supposed to be here? And it's like, oh, where is she? She should be here already. But again, that's more selfish on my part for them as opposed to, you know, you. It happens to me all the time. People, wherever I show up, because you rarely like to come with me anywhere that we're invited as a couple. So I have to show up alone. And where's Tommy? Where's Tommy? Tommy didn't want to come. Does Tommy not like us? I mean, it's a lot, you know. No, man, I just, listen, if you're one of those people and you're listening, I just don't like it. I don't like to do anything like that. I don't. I don't. Leave I don't. the house and be a good husband? No, I don't. I don't. I'm good. We got to sit and, you know, make chit-chat and small talk. And you're like, too man, content fucking... on your own island. Yeah, of man. I have to Mets, take myself. I'm good. Between the Mets, fantasy football, and just being so content at And my son, bro. Yourself. I got a little guy, dude. I got a kid, man. I got a, He makes me happier than you any do? of them. You do? You have a baby? Yeah, I got a little guy. You didn't know? You know what? Can I, can I ask a question? Sure. So... For anyone who finds themselves in this situation 
where your significant other is in a wedding party and you are not, and you're meeting the friends for the first time, and maybe you're traveling for that wedding, so you have a lot of downtime alone, just take it on the chin. Be nice to each other. Be extra patient. Not all of these problems have easy solutions because... Don't be extra drunk. (laughs) Maybe when you come back from the wedding party activities... You take your woman in your arms and give her little eye contact and kisses and say, I'm sure today was boring for you. Thank you for letting me go off and do my thing. Girlfriend saying to boyfriend, me, my someone in my position would say, hey, man, your friend only gets married once, hopefully, and this is a once in a lifetime moment for you. Don't worry about me. I'll figure it out. If I got bored, I'll figure it out. Yeah, sound sound sage advice. I, I the only problem is I don't think that we ever answered the question that he asked. Tales with Frank. The question Tales with Frank asked was how was it meeting Tommy's family for the first time, and how was the relationship now? I think you answered everything on under the sun, but that it was beautiful. Everyone is so warm and kind. I think we should move to New York. Honestly, everyone there is in your friend group is present in the moment. They don't want for anything else except for each other's happiness. Just a warm, like a hot pocket, like like steam coming off of your hot cocoa. Everyone was inviting, warm, open. It felt like I was meeting my family. I felt like I was seeing an extension of my own family. You felt that really the first time? I don't know if I felt like that you felt that the first time. No, that's true. That did, was later. Yeah, yeah. The first time again. No, man, it was not, overwhelming. Yeah, I it was okay. Jet lag, booze, intimidating, overwhelming, uh, nerve wracking. It was hard to keep track of who was who, which one of you guys is an acquaintance, which one of you guys is really someone Tommy cares about, because there were a lot of people. So you could have been like, oh, no, fuck that guy, and this, these are my people. That guy was just like a clinger on because it was a wedding. There was like three, four hundred people there. I remember standing at the bar at that part of Russo's on the Bay before the inside opens up. And I had to stand alone at the bar before you were allowed into the reception area. Yeah, because I, I was off doing all the, you know, I was in the, uh, the bridal room. I think I was like hanging out with one of like the limo driver that was going to drive them off to the airport. I think I was just like at the bar completely stark ass by myself. Drinking. Yeah, drinking white wine. (laughs) What else am I supposed to do? Nothing, baby. Nothing. It's hard when you have to meet a group of people and you don't know exactly who are you, which one are you, how important are you to him, and which one is he going to tell you that guy's crazy, you should ignore him, or, you know, it's a lot. And you want to make a good impression and you want to be present for each and every person, but you can't, like, you, you can't, it's hard to be, I'm not a politician. I don't know how to be present and, like, remember everybody's name. I'm not Dr. Phil. I'm not, like, you know, Bill Clinton. And in your defense, I, I'll give you the, that, you know, for the, you're usually very good in those type of settings in that, you know, you are poised, you are present, you know, you, you make eye contact, you shake hands. But a lot of that times it's it's real superficial and surface. I don't mean you. I mean, like, if you're at a charity event or we're, we're doing a red carpet type of thing, it's real easy to put on that politician front, like you're saying. But you were meeting people that are very close to me. You know, it's easy to put the brave face on, but I'm sure at the same point in time that it had to be real intimidating and it had to make you very nervous because you were 
uh, the center of the tension for a lot of people at someone else's wedding, you know? So, and you, and um, you don't want to let somebody down. A wedding is somebody's really big day. So every impression is important to like making sure their day is amazing and making sure their interaction with you was going to leave a good mark. Like there, I, I want to make a good impression on everyone. So there you have it, Frank, with Tales from Frank. You only get one chance to make a first impression. That's very true, baby. One and shot. I'm sure I didn't make a great impression on everybody because I probably didn't know how to act with everyone. I probably wasn't poised with everyone. I'm sure I was like a little bitchy because I was, like I said, we were a lot less mature. We didn't know. A lot less mature. Yeah, but we still had a good time at the wedding. You know, I also loosened up at the wedding a lot. So... You know, there you have it, Tales from Frank. We uh, took us a while to get to the to, to your question, but we finally answered it. So the moral of the story is sometimes you're just going to have bad trips, but it doesn't define your future in a relationship. No, it definitely didn't define ours. The moral of the story could also be sometimes problems don't have perfect solutions. Neither do relationship problems. Yeah, the moral of the story could also be you, she was going to drink regardless. So, you know, let's. Uh, what are you going to do, man? You just take it on the chin. That's right. Guys, please um, comment, leave reviews. And I'm saying this now because you, I don't want to wait until the podcast is all the way over. It really keeps us able to do what we're doing and it makes us really happy. So please do it. Another thing I love about what you and I have been doing lately is giving our two cents a this relationship topics are fucking fun for me. Yeah, the podcast helps you see things. You know what I mean? It helps you put things out there that you might see them, but until you say them to you These or conversations. you say them to me, yeah, you don't know. These conversations are helping us a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which reminds me... You are so freaking weird. Which reminds me, you guys can catch us on Cameo. Yeah, if you want to, trust book. me, you're going to get your money's worth with my wife, dude. She literally will have a conversation with you on her cameo. And you don't even have to be involved in the and the, You don't even have to say any words. She'll say all of them. She'll say all the words. And when I'm talking about all the words, like if you open a dictionary, start at A, end at Z, she's going to say all the words on your cameo. You're definitely going to get every, every, every nickel. Every so nickel's worth from my wife. Me, not so much. I'll, I'll crack a few jokes, but it's probably going to be a minute, maybe a minute and a half. My wife, she's, yeah. It's not a cameo anymore. It's a motion picture. So if you want me to read the dictionary to you from A to Z, book me on cameo, forward slash Tommy fight or Mercedes Javid. Anyway, shameless plug. I just wanted to say, I really, really appreciate you. It's getting really hot in this room in the valley. I'm grateful for you, babe. I love you to death. And uh, yeah, see you guys next week. Same bad channel. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. We're so happy you're coming on this journey with us. It would mean so much to us if you would rate our show, give us five stars, leave a nice comment, and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all our new episodes. You could also follow us on all platforms at Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.